0: Hey, what's up? So I haven't recorded one of these things in (laughs) a long time. I kept saying I was going to get back into it, but uh, I kept getting lazy and never did. And uh, finally recording, uh, or not recording, finally dropping the new episode. I recorded this one with uh, Ruben Farias. Uh, We did it at a bar or day drinking. It went pretty well. The people at the bar were actually really nice, and they, I think they thought we were doing something really important, so they didn't really bother us that much, so that was pretty cool. So uh, since the last episode was a Shardy episode uh, that I dropped, a lot of people really liked that one, and uh, I was really happy with it because that one had a lot of really great information. Uh, but so far in my break, I haven't really been doing anything. I've just been playing shows with uh, Reinforced and Worst Behavior. Um, there've been a lot of cool shows since then that occurred. Um, I can't even name all of them because, uh, 2017 has already kicked off or ours already it pretty much is it's, uh, it continued where 2016 left off, which a lot of, coo- with a lot of cool shows. So that's uh, really exciting for the local area. Um, let me see. Stompfest is coming up this weekend, Friday. It's going to be on, uh, it's going to be at Sophie Saloon. That's on Friday 10th. And on Friday 11th, the second day of Stomp Fest is going to be at Recuerdos, downtown McAllen, uh, 17th Street. It's not that hard to find. Just go down the 17th, like, like you'll probably see the sign, and it'll be there. I think you have to go through the back, though. Uh, but if, in case you don't want to go to Stompfest, uh, Andres is doing a show on Saturday at Yerberia. Uh, Relapsers and Laser Hog and several other bands are playing, so you can check that out, too, if you all want but with this uh episode uh, with Ruben um again we recorded this day drinking so you might hear us like start to slur <laughs> and just go on tangents i guess um he's been playing shows uh solo like with his acoustic stuff for a very long time and uh, i met him last year and really down earth dude we really like uh started becoming friends um, once I saw that he had a suicide file sticker on his acoustic guitar case, which I thought was fucking sick. I love suicide file. And, um, we started talking about hardcore and things like that. And then, uh, yeah, he, was, he started talking about uh, other things. Uh, in this podcast, you'll learn about all that. Uh, he did, he, he did live in Austin for a while. Um, talks about rooming with one of the guys from far from breaking and going to the shows and shit like back then. And, uh, he actually went to, he was there at the legendary Far From Breaking last show uh, with Mantle and Desperate Measures and all these other bands. So we talk about that also. Another interesting story, Talk. we, ha- we have a Selena story that, he, well, he has a Selena story that we talk about. And that's just pretty cool too. But uh, we also talk about, um, you know, him practicing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, having two black belts in that. Uh, we talk about that towards the end of the episode. But you know what, I was going to shut up. Y'all go ahead and check it out. And this is going to be episode 11. 11. Check it out. at a bar right now that we cannot name the location um, and at the p- at the bar manager's request so i am here with Ruben Farias
1: Hey what's up y'all What's Desert good
0: Ruben? Uh if you're not familiar with Ruben he has uh he's been playing as an acoustic project how long with your acoustic stuff
1: Uh 10 years 1 month and 3 days i believe 4 days
0: well, Did you play in any other bands or play in a band or anything
1: i played in this uh like late 90s style pop punk band back in 2000 and shit, 2001. Mm -hmm. We lasted for a year. We were living in different parts of the state, actually. One of us was living in Denton, and the other two were living in Austin, and the fourth dude was living in the RGV. So, uh, yeah, we we just kind of like disbanded after a while. We just weren't doing much. Did you guys
0: record anything or not?
1: We did. We recorded this... um, this ep we call it the 45 ep but that that's lost in space i think i think okay. my friend ran one of the guys i was in that band with his name is ram bella he's in this band or he was in this band called whitman that was pretty uh, it was fairly successful over there mm-hmm. in uh austin um they toured a lot and all that good stuff he he was in that band and i think he still has that ep as a matter of fact i know he does you should
0: give it to charlie it's like it like archive it
1: whoa <laughs> i should i should actually man i, I need to hit that dude yeah up.
0: so like you've been around the scene for um i mean a, a good while and, like when did you start going to shows like what was like the first thing that put you on like yo i need to check this out and like what show was it that got you hooked uh
1: i was at a tattoo shop with a uh, homegirl who was going to get her belly pierced. And in wa- while she was getting that procedure done, in walks this one little cute-looking chick that I've never seen in my life. I didn't even know, like, people, like, punk rock people existed in the RGV or anything. Yeah. Uh, so I was just like, oh, cool, like, d- this chick. Uh, but she was with other people, and they were wearing, like, uh, I, don't, I don't remember what shirts they were wearing, but there were bands I've, re- I've recognized that I didn't think anybody in the world listened to. And I was wearing an MXPX shirt, so we started talking, and then she was like, "Are you are you going to come to this show tonight? We're playing, and I don't know what." And I was like, "Oh, cool, fuck yeah!" It was a Trenton Point show. Yeah, um, yeah. And back then, the word Trenton Point sounded so fucking cool. I thought it was just like a really badass like venue that I didn't know about, and uh, it ended up just being a dance hall, which was ended up being like a very historic place. Yeah, for, and then like the, the, the
0: stage like was kind of a good well it was a good size it wasn't too big or too small or like from the times i went like it was it was a good size
1: yeah yeah it was dope man i went out to check him out the place was packed this band called dynamite boy was headlining oh shit um there was this this uh, really cool punk band from austin
0: um, I thought they were from here. I might be all misinformed and wrong. One or of the dudes was from here. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, the, yeah, yeah. The lead
1: singer, his name was Sean Dynamite. I think he's from Washington. Okay. Then the other dudes from Austin, and another dude oh, from okay. RGE, and then another dudes from like somewhere else. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know how Austin has all these these drifters just meeting up. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So yeah, one of the dudes was definitely from here. Oh, I mean, okay. I think, man, I want to say it's it's uh, the bassist Adrian. I think he was the one from the RGB, mm-hmm. and he comes down every once in a while. Uh, I seen him at the Mike Herrera House Show from MXPX. Uh, well, we'll get in, uh, in. We'll get into that a little later.
0: <laughs> so you saw uh, you saw Dynamite Boy, and do you remember who else played or anything?
1: Yeah, Yoink from Yoink? Brownsville, oh, okay. which is Rob Godinez's band. Ra- mm-hmm. Rob was with the Young Mass in December Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was a lead singer of that band. That was like a very like fun. Uh, pop punk band from like the year 2000 i believe this is and this is when this took place this is in december of 2000 yeah yeah um so when i say pop punk like what i'm what i'm really meaning is that era of pop punk yeah um, yeah definitely the pre the, the pretty pre back sunday yeah. yeah whatever they call <laughs> pop punk now which is cool i I, I fucks with taking back sunday yeah anyway, so uh but yeah it, it was before that um and it was fun
0: did you meet like you you didn't know anyone or like you went with like someone you knew i didn't know
1: anybody i showed Uh up by myself uh i I didn't have any friends in the scene i didn't start making friends in the scene for about another year but i was still going like to shows because yeah fucking cool like all these fucking bands were like dope and this is back when the internet wasn't even a thing really yeah
0: that's the thing that drives me like like crazy like it's just yo there was no way to like find out if there was a show there or not i talked about this in a charlie episode where you would just show up and like whatever show was happening it was happening you know what i mean like like for me who wasn't like within that circle because i was a young kid and i'd only gone to a couple shows there like i didn't know there was flyers or anything like that i would just like oh there's there might be a show and i go and oh shit it's a punk show, or it's a death metal show, or you yeah. know, it's something like it was real random. Yeah, it was
1: like a, just a like a shot in the dark thing. Let's go yeah. to Tremble and see if anything's going down. Yeah, uh, same thing, man. Like it, everything was either word of mouth or you run into a flyer. Yeah, and there was places where they would put flyers up regularly. Yo, remember Hastings? Hastings, I was, I was, dude. Exactly yes. what I was gonna say. Hastings, man. Hastings
0: was the shit, man. Yeah,
1: Hastings is one of those places where you just go and you look at flyers and.
0: Oh, dude! What's happening and definitely, shit. like, man, and then uh, the, this UCD section is probably like the was better than the CD section they had like the first regular but first. Fuck sale. yeah, dude! I remember I, I got an Earth Crisis CD there, I got a Biohazard CD there. Like, dude, a bunch of cool. When I was getting hardcore, I saw a bunch of like albums. I was like, oh fuck, four bucks for this CD, Hastings I'm down.
1: Put me through some really dark times, you know. I mean. <laughs> I mean, uh, I was going through these dark times, and I, when I say dark times, I mean financially dark. So okay. I would go there and sell my CDs and be <laughs> Dude, like, "Dude, beer money!" I age.
0: forgot that we could do that. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. so this is like Adam might be mad that I mentioned this, but I don't even care. We um, we would make copies of the CDs we owned. Like we made like two or three copies of a CD we owned, and then we go sell it at Hastings. Fuck yeah, that's, yeah, that's you know how we do it. it. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, like, oh, we already have a copy of it anyway. So
1: yeah, I would always like. I would archive all of my music into this one computer yeah and uh, I I could burn those that music at any
0: time onto a disc
1: Uh, so I would buy CDs and then I would Sell it and still have it, you know. It's
0: yeah, just sell them in the Hastings. Yeah, yeah for, I completely forgot. Wow, you just like brought me back on that shit. Yeah, man. That's so, is,
1: sick. Is, so that's where we would get, you know, information. Eventually, like I got internet. I think it was in two thousand, late two thousand. I got the internet. Dial-o <laughs> baby. Oh, it baby. P- freaking AOL, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think my
0: like those noises. I would insert that sound effect right now. <laughs> oh, please. Um,
1: I think my screen name was Ruben Farias Jr. Yeah. I mean, Real I
0: professional, I, I fuck with it. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> don't know. I, I think I changed it to rock beer
1: baseball at one point. Uh-huh. You know, I played I played baseball for like twenty one years of my life. Oh wow. My
0: baseball career is old enough to drink beer, so it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you could have uh, got you got in the majors.
1: Yeah, I tri- dude. <laughs> tried. My dream so guy.
0: um when did you when did you like pick up the guitar? Like were you already playing guitar, like when um, you started going to shows, or did you already like?
1: Yeah, I've been playing. By the time I started going to shows, I think I'd been playing for 12, like seven or eight years. Mm. And do you know Surge from South Texas Metal Productions?
0: Yeah, yeah, Serge. Oh, I forgot his last name, but yeah, uh, Surge. Yeah. Surge Carrasco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long hair. That's dude. the
1: motherfucker that taught me how to play guitar. Oh no shit. Yeah. Well, he he's in Belligerency, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he taught me. Uh, well, he taught me he was married to my sister at a very young age Mm -hmm. uh it was his first wife and uh they were together for like very short amount of time maybe a a year no a couple years i I can't remember yeah but he taught me like a couple of riffs and i just played them until you know i played them all summer long because i really didn't have any friends or anything to do or there definitely was no internet and i didn't used to like reading back then yeah so I was like, fuck it, you know, I'm just going to, like, play this riff until, like, my grandma goes away because she would spend our summers there and it was boring. She would always watch her fucking shows. you,
0: bitch, until she passes. (laughs) We just got real dark on the podcast. (laughs) No, man. No, but, like, when she would be there for the day and then, like, leave. (laughs)
1: Yeah, man, because she would spend the summers with me and or summers at, at the house. Yeah. And she would watch all these whack-ass shows, man. So I couldn't even <laughs> watch TV. So I'd have to like...
0: Yeah, Yo, did, did you watch Prices Right or nah?
1: Uh, yeah, man. Yeah? That was like Price the only right. show that Fuck was dope yeah. that she would watch. <laughs> Fucking Prices Right, man. That's a good show. I actually... Uh, I, I was... I went to Prices Right once. <laughs> what? To the show? Yes, it was like a... A knockoff. It was still called The Prices, right? And it was uh-huh. in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. And the prizes were still legit. Everything was legit. The only thing is that it was Bob a Barker wasn't host. there? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. It, it was some other fucking? Uh, it was a poor man's Bob, uh, Bob Barker.
0: You got the tan and the white hair?
1: He was a salt and pepper, dude. No. Whack. When I say whack, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so that was cool, man. I wanted to be that Fucking asshole to that runs when it gets his name yes. called and runs <laughs> yeah. and and any whatever you bid like let's say you bid like six hundred dollars <laughs> I bid six oh one Bob like, I, like <laughs> I wanted to be that piece of shit dude I, I remember we
0: had this conversation once on Twitter and I was like yo I for sure would be that one piece of shit I'd be like one cent. <laughs> <laughs>
1: be the lowest bid, one dollar, <laughs> Bob, with a real fucking <laughs> shitty ass smile, and then just too. look at everyone else.
0: <laughs> oh, Yo, the price is is so sick. God. Yeah, I, I, if I hope one day, like I go and they call my name, I already got this whole thing planned when I'm running down, like just wild out, and then probably lose like in the first, or probably never get picked too for the showcase or anything.
1: For sure, I would go there trying to lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I would also like just you know uh, they they probably want to have me back as a regular contestant. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this guy's a regular contestant because he's a fucking wild man who likes to like <laughs> you know drink some beers and you know uh, ask people if they want to do blow even though he yeah. doesn't have any.
0: <laughs> Before you spin the wheel, you just like take a bump. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. No one do that. No one do drugs. Please don't. If do you're drugs, listening man. to this, don't do drugs. Please okay.
1: listen to your parents. I just want people to listen to their parents.
0: Yeah. If you don't want to go anywhere. So you would play guitar, and then um, like that whole summer, and then did you like you got better, and did you like say you want to write your own music or? What? Yeah,
1: I, I started getting better when I started getting more coordinated. I started uh, to implement this thing that Surge taught me, which was power chords. Yes. Power chords is something that. You know, at first I could only fuck with single note riffs. Kind of like a, 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 imagine like a real basic Like low leads. Like like a bass line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would sound more like a bass line than anything. And then I started fucking with power chords and I was like, yo, this sounds like fucking Green Day. Yeah. So I started playing every single Green Day and Nirvana song Mm -hmm. ever. And this is like in uh, 1994, 5? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 4 or 5. I don't know. It was back then. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and then... I started learning how to sing and play at the same time because that is a challenge. I dude, oh my so. god,
0: I've been trying to do that and like I can't, like it just can't. Yeah, you just I mean, really gotta practice, which to I practice. don't practice.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I was an, I was <laughs> like a junior high kid with zero life and yeah. funny hair, so obviously I was just gonna. I had nothing better to do than to just lock myself in my room and just learn how to do this. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, and eventually I got really good at real basics, the basics of guitar. Because to this day, I don't really know how to play guitar. I just know how to strum and play rhythm really fucking good. The yeah, basic, dude. the most basic shit that you could possibly do on a guitar. I could do it really well. Everything else I suck at.
0: It's like your your rhythms are really good. And then like you sing over them and I'm like, fuck, you don't miss a beat like, like as far as playing. And it's like, God, dude, this guy's really like, you got your shit on the lock. This pretty you, man. much <laughs> even though,
1: even though that Fantastico show, the, which one was it? The, oh yeah, yeah. The tour one, at Yerb, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I missed a note hard. I, I strummed my guitar, but I missed my strings. It was like an air ball, and <laughs> I, but, but it was cool that the crowd understood. I, I blamed it on my drummer, which oh, is not Oh yeah, which is
0: which is cool because I thought you. I thought you had set that up. I thought it was like a part of like you're adding a little thing to your show or something. No, I was I like, oh, that was, that was a good joke, and then you come in, but like real badass. I was like, oh, okay.
1: I fucked up, man. My bad. <laughs> my bad. If I let you do, and it was like a really like there are parts of my set that where i feel like dude if you're gonna fuck up don't fuck up this part and that's exactly the part that i (laughs) fucked up
0: (laughs) i've been there or like i've been playing like guitar with like other bands i played guitar in i'm like all right this part i've always had to struggle with all right keep your shit together and i'm like panicking and overthinking (laughs) it and i don't realize oh shit we're already at that part and then like i fuck up and like I hate my life. Yeah, <laughs> man,
1: that's fucking shitty. Every time you do that, because that, that's usually like th- those parts are what I look forward to when I play shows. Like, oh, I can't wait to play that one. Part. Yeah, you want
0: to redeem yourself? Yeah. Like, yeah. I had
1: to wait an entire week to <laughs> redeem myself for that one <laughs> that particular show. is really one of my crappier ones because I was so hung over oh, from the God. show before at Hop Shop the night before. Yeah, and. I fucked up because I was selling CDs, but not for money. I was selling them for beer. Mm -hmm. And that backfired. Mm -hmm. It backfired because (laughs) everybody was just bringing me all kinds of fucking beers, dude. And and like... (laughs) I was just, you know, mercilessly going through them because I was not going to allow this this gesture, these kind yeah, gestures, yeah. to go to waste. You know, people were buying me beer and they were being assholes too and buying me those big draft oh, ones. Oh, dicks.
0: But that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, went, I, I you know, I put on my combat boots and I did what I had to do, got the job done. But at the end of the day, or rather the next day, I was Paid severely price. hungover. And the people <laughs> at Yerb didn't get the best version of me. And I'm sorry if you were there. <laughs>
0: Yo, uh, I remember, I think it was reinforced. We played somewhere out of town. And then they're all like, oh, you guys, like, I think they said that we could get as much beer as we wanted at the bar. And then they're like, I know. And then I I, I told the guys in the band. This is like when all of us drank. Some of us don't drink that much anymore. But this is when we were, like, really raging hard, like if there's no fucking tomorrow. So then I told them, yo, the bar just said that we can get as many beers as we want. It's over. (laughs) And then we're all like, but do they know how much we drink? <laughs> like, I don't think they know. Every like, time
1: a promoter tells me, like, yo, you got an open tab? I'm like, all right, cool. I hope you're serious because yeah. it's about to go down. <laughs>
0: like, you're going to be dead after this show. <laughs> okay. So then uh, you started writing your own songs. And you, you I don't know how many shows you said you played since um, – like 2000 and what? Like uh, five well or six. I started six?
1: playing solo in 2006.
0: 2006? You played how many shows since then?
1: Up until 2011, I had played at least 200.
0: God. Okay, so like, how did that whole thing start? Like, well, your first show was at Simon Says or what? My
1: first show was at the Incubator. Incubator. It okay. was the first show ever at the Incubator, and it was Gallows Holier Than the Cross's last show ever t- as an active band before they broke up and. You know they played some reunion. That was when shows. JD was singing and shit. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I didn't.
0: I didn't get to go to that one. I was so bummed. They played at the, at the on the floor.
1: Yeah, fuck yeah,
0: yeah. they did. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: They played on the floor like a motherfucker, and uh, so that was my first show, and I had the laryngitis that day. It was fucking scary because finally was I that, that was
0: your first show? Fuck yeah, and you're sick. yeah, that was my first show, man, and and I was just like, yeah,
1: we're gonna do this, and then I get the laryngitis that day, and I was so sad. So I stopped at the the place where where Jersey works. Uh, the Renaissance? The, the, the Renaissance, yeah, 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 yeah. I stopped by there to, uh-huh. to like pregame it, and I was <laughs> oh, just shit. taking shots because I was like, fuck, I need to, you know, yeah. hopefully it alleviates no, my throat. My throat. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, you know, asking the universe for any sort of leverage on this situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and for those 30 minutes that I was given, I, I, I killed it that, or I mean, I don't know, maybe I didn't. But I, but my voice is sufficient enough to like get through it, and actually, it might have even worked because it, it created like a, like a very cool raspiness that. Oh, okay. I don't have naturally,
0: so man. Like real know. like, ah, oh, fuck, who's that band? Lucero, I have heard Lucero, like yeah, yeah. Like real like, he's got this raspiness to his voice. It was like, it's kind of like that, or what? Yeah, my friend
1: <laughs> Steph is gonna, you know, dig that she just dropped Lucero because she. Oh, dude, she I loves fucking love that, fucking that band. band. Yeah. Gotcha, and I do too. They're fucking good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that that little raspiness, I can't replicate it ever unless I'm sick and
0: I, I, I like it. And it'd be so funny if someone's like, yo, I fucking love his voice. Can't wait to see him again. <laughs> it's like but totally did, different. Did he fucking suck? Which I don't think, yeah, I mean, that happened, but imagine it'd be funny if, like, there was that one person, though, like, that one situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. And, uh, did you play first? or yeah, like we were, first. In the, you were yeah, There first? was a bunch of cool bands that played. There was, I think, Dignan that was on there. Uh, mm-hmm. They Mean Us. No, I don't think They Mean Us was born yet. Um, Chauffeur, which is Patrick Garcia. of. Oh, Yandere yeah, Biff. when he played guitar. Yeah, he was a guitarist there. Um, I really
0: want to do an episode with him and talk about Chauffeur because Chauffeur was sick. I fucked with him so hard. Like yeah. When I would see them play, like, yeah, so they were good. Silver
1: and all them. Uh, yeah. Man, they were fucking dope, man. And who? Oh, Walk the Graves played that show. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was a fun show. I remember... And uh, I think the next the next day my voice was hundred percent. But I was like, man, I wish you would have been hundred percent yesterday because I was scared all day. Fuck, <laughs> that uh, well, sucks. But I got those thirty minutes, and after the show, my voice was completely shot. But it came back to life the next day somehow. Mm-hmm. And uh, about a week and a half later, I started. You know, I was asked to play Simon Says by Patrick Curry. Patrick Curry is this punk rock uh, baller dude. He owns, I think it's McAllen Jewelry or something, and he makes uh, a pretty good living for himself. And he asked me to you know, to play one of his Tuesday shows. He used to throw mm-hmm. every single Tuesday for, <coughs> for years and years and years. He was throwing, uh, I guess, like scene shows, like just yeah. shows from like the local uh, original music scene because, you know, Simon mm-hmm. Says has a lot of cover bands. Also. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, on Tuesday, there's nothing but original bands. And he had me open that day. And I guess he dug my set because for the next four years, every single Tuesday... <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, for the next four years, every single Tuesday, I would play there.
0: Yo, did you ever, like, can't have to cancel or you played all I of them? I played every single last Damn. one Damn! I played every
1: fucking last one of them, no matter what. No matter if yeah. I wanted to do it. And, and most of the time, especially after the first year, I didn't want to. Yeah. I got kind of jaded. And especially because... I wasn't writing music right Oh, because you're
0: just like, because w- you're just waiting for sh- the show next week. I got and next
1: complacent, week. dude, and I wasn't yeah. writing. So, like, when you're playing the That's same an ugly place songs to be in. Yeah. over and over again, and, and you're not writing, uh, man, you, I started to kind of almost even resent music, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I kept doing it for four years because he just kept asking me every single week, and... Uh, finally i think in 2011 i just said fuck this shit i'm done i'm never playing music again mm-hmm. dude. fuck this the winter of 2013 i just fucking wrote a buckload of songs
0: yeah what were you doing in that time the, that space like when you're playing music were you just doing like uh practicing jiu-jitsu or
1: well i started jiu-jitsu in 09 which is also the same year that i got married uh and in 2011, when I stopped playing shows, was mm-hmm. was when me and my ex-wife we split up, and that that kind of like just gave me a reason to stop playing shows. Okay, I was just like oh cool, and plus uh, she was a regular at Simon Says because her best friend worked uh, was a bartender there. Yeah,
0: wait, so you would see her like after? No, all I, that? I stopped playing. This oh, was, you playing? okay. Out. I was like, this I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is yeah, yeah. my out. This yeah, is yeah, where I
1: got to tell people no because like. I don't want to see my ex-wife there, even though like she wouldn't go. Yeah. Uh, it was just a reason for me to stop playing music because I was just so over it already. Yeah. 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 And, uh, in that time I was, I guess, uh, working. I was like, I got like a pretty, uh, a fairly high level position for this company I was working at. So I was doing a lot of travel, making some good money, yeah. uh, drinking some beers all over the place. And it was, it was pretty dope. And then, uh, and then I wrote a bunch of songs in 2013, leading to 14. Mm. And I've written so those songs that I, read in 20, that I wrote in 2013. Yeah, I don't even play them no more because I just keep writing. I'm afraid. I just to get feel. Jaded. I, yeah,
0: I feel. I feel like those were like the, you know, transitional period from like not playing anything to like getting your foot back into it. You know, yeah. that's cool though.
1: Yeah, it was really fun. And now, like now, I enjoy playing because I'm constantly like writing music, and I'm not. Sticking to that same program I used to, yeah. Uh, in which way I just don't write songs is like I got complacent with what I'm doing. So
0: I, when uh, when you were, you weren't playing, did it hit you out of nowhere like fuck? I miss, miss it so much. I want to get back into it, it never
1: did until I started writing songs again. Okay. And like I would think to myself, dude, it would be pretty fucking cool to play shows again, kind yeah. of. But like at this point, I'd been out of the scene. I wasn't even going to that many shows either. Uh-huh. And I didn't know how to go about playing shows again, so it's just, you know, I started drinking some beers and yeah. And uh,
0: I think I had posted. <laughs> I don't know what drinking some beers has to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> just added that again. <laughs> Everyone's like, this guy likes beer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, yeah, fun. Um, I don't
1: know. I think I think uh, I think I might have posted a, like something on Facebook. Like, man, I wish I could play shows again. And yeah. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was this dude named Max from this band called Costello. Okay. Uh, they were like a like a, country, a Texas. Did they break country. up or are they still active? I think they're hiatus ish. Okay. Um, so he hit me up and he was like, "Hey, you want to play with us?" And I don't know why, but like I've always kind of like appealed to the country crowd too. Yeah. The country folks like me, and that's dope. Uh, so I've always I started playing shows with them, and they would bring out a good crowd too, and it was fun. And
0: uh, was it kind of hard getting your foot back in the door, like as far as
1: uh, well, the writing part was easy. The getting shows part, I guess was that's a kind of part? easy too once your name gets out there because a lot of promoters want somebody who's just real quick to set Reliable, up. Reliable, yeah. And, you know, it, it's if you could throw down a pretty decent set, if you're real quick to set up and, you know, it's a really good show starter. Uh, mm. A lot of times you could have the band that's playing second set up already, so yeah. th- there's not a lot of time wasted and you can – afford to push maybe the times back a little bit and uh so i started getting shows uh, like in 2014-ish uh but i started really playing a lot of shows in 2016 Mm -hmm. Uh, you know
0: adam's like the 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 dude to like put people on yeah and uh like give people like chances because like when me and him like started like the whole like hardcore thing like we didn't know who to go to you know what i mean like we just Took any opportunity, like if someone put us on, like yo, like your band wants to play the show, like Surge STMP, he put DTD like on some death metal shows, and like people were not fucking with it. <laughs> people yeah. were not into play it because they're like, there's no fucking blast beats. <laughs> 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 I mean, <laughs> which I understand, right? Like, they don't like hardcore. I mean, they probably didn't like hardcore, right? And like, we're playing and they're like, whatever, but we're just so happy to play. And um, we always saw it that way. Like, me and Adam were like, yo, if there's genuine people that want to play a show like why not put them on yeah. you know that's and that's what i
1: uh, noticed and, and it feels good it yeah. feels good to play adam's shows for some reason those he's one of the motherfuckers that i will never say no to
0: yeah like and then i uh, i saw adam was was putting you on and stuff i was like oh uh, this, this is cool you know like i i think one of the first times i saw you was at space 16th it was like in a summer i think well,
1: was it well i've only played space 16th once in my life and it was in December of 2015.
0: Oh no! Yeah, 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 it was December. Fuck, who else played that show?
1: It was Evolve, uh, Desora Sk- Skaggs. Oh wait, wait, Skaggs wait. Okay, played? never
0: mind. Adam wasn't doing the show. He was doing sound. I think one of those. also one of the first sound gigs oh, I did with okay, Adam. Yeah. So okay, yeah, and, and I don't, no, you played Thirsty Monkey. I think I saw you Thirsty. Yeah, monkey. It was, that's dude. A, that's how dude every, the past year, there's been okay years before. There like there were the, like there were shows. But in the year twenty sixteen, there was so many fucking shows. They they all just blended into twenty sixteen like, was so twenty sixteen was, was so great. That for was the so RGB insane for local scene, man. music, for man. For every
1: like, single like genre of,
0: of yeah, for any like little like scene like in the valley, like. Sub, like, yeah, like subgenre is like it was fucking great, it was dude. great like,
1: man. And it started, it it started ending off with a rash of house shows that were so fucking cool, man. Yeah. Like, man, th- for everybody that throws house shows, like, thank you, y'all are fucking motherfuckers. I love that, thank you,
0: yeah. Like, Adam, oh, yeah, so uh, back to the, the, the thing because I like I drift off into like a whole different thing. Oh, shit. Um, uh, yeah, Adam put you on, and then I started noticing put it started putting you on more, and I think we follow each other on Twitter, yeah. And then like uh, you took a picture of a guitar case, and then uh, yeah, uh, like a suicide file sticker. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. And then like, fuck, I for Desert Measures. No, far from no, breaking. Far from breaking, yeah, you're Far from breaking. Uh I forgot what I else. That, oh,
1: fuck. This is bad.
0: You had all these like cool ass stickers, and I was like, what? Suicide file? Because Suicide File I was like. Man, that's in my top ten I hardcore bands. Like those love. lyrics? Fuck, dude. Like Cold Snap, that's like my favorite song. Do I relate to all of that. The Sum also, like, I could just, like, name all the songs I love.
1: I fucking love Suicide File, and they were probably one of the top five shows I've ever been to
0: in my life. Oh, my God. That's awesome. A- and,
1: like, I know they had a reunion show in, Ch- in Chicago, maybe, like... One oh, they had they or had
0: or one, or uh, This Is Hardcore, in, um, in Philly, and then I think they had, like, a string of, like, other reunion shows.
1: Yeah, man, like, I really wanted to make it out to that one, and, like, it's very... Re- man... I, gone, I, yeah. should, I should have gone dude yeah if they ever do it again like I yo we'll know. fly
0: out both of us so we, we, we i need to get that off my bucket I'll list for sure <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. we'll figure out a way to get yes. there yes. um yeah and then I, I saw that and i was like yo that's sick and then adam i told adam like yo Ruben has a suicide file I was, all, I was so excited that like when uh me and adam were gonna go run sound somewhere i told him and he was like yeah man like he listens to hardcore and shit that like, he told me that like one of the first conversations we'd seen both of you was, like, about Youth of Today or something. Probably, yeah. Yeah, and then he was like, yeah, he 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 likes hardcore and shit. I was like, oh, fuck, that's awesome. And then uh, we started talking more after, like, I think Reinforced played. Like, we started, like, seeing each other more, like, at shows, started talking more about hardcore and suicide file and all this other stuff. And um, you mentioned that you lived in Austin at one point and, like, you went to a lot of hardcore shows there. Like, what, what, around what time was that, like, in your life?
1: Well... I guess uh, my friend Ram Vela moved to Austin in August of 2001 for college. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would go visit him on a monthly basis uh, just to hang out and just to party balls in Austin and shit. And, like, one of our mutual friends who was living off campus, his name's Omar Garza. He had a roommate by the name of Nate Grace. Uh, Nate Grace is basically the very first friend that I've ever had that I made while I was outside of the Valley mm-hmm. uh, to where we're still homies to this day. He's, he was the lead singer of this band called pure X, which is like a acid rock, uh, I guess acid trippy indie type band. Yeah. That's his most recent project. I think now he's just chilling cause he's married with kids. But back then when I met him, he was just, uh, like little straight edge, hardcore kid, you know, Yeah. yeah. And, and he would dress like in cargo shorts and bright colored shirts. <laughs> uh, but those bright colored shirts always had like, uh, like a, like a different, you know, like 10 yard fight or, you know, it was just a yeah, band yeah, shirt yeah. from, I don't know, somewhere on the East coast or something. And uh, he was such a really cool dude. And he would tell me about his band, like, or he wouldn't talk about his band really, but I'd always ask him about it because he yeah, yeah, yeah. a dude from Austin in a band. And he was just like, yeah, dude, my band whatever, blah, 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 We're a hardcore band. And I was like, oh, I know hardcore because I listened to Malcontent Party, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that Malcontent Party was a, for those who don't know, we're a, an RGV a hardcore band. And this was before there was a huge uh, hardcore scene in the RGV, but like uh, Malcontent Party was one of those people that was keeping hardcore, you know, at bay during those, those, those uh, years.
0: And so, yeah, it's funny. A lot of people don't know this. I, I actually, like, no one's really, like, asked either. <laughs> but, like, um, Catastrophe, Confuse, Malkinson Party. Those three bands, yep. like, were the foundation of, like, giving me hope to pursue, like, a hardcore scene here. Like, lo- you know, those bands locally. Yeah, man. And uh, when I got the, I, I remember, like, cause I never I never really knew the dudes from Malcontent Party. But, like, I re- I spoke the few times. I did speak with them. They were so, like, cool. Like, they were so, like, chill, genuine dudes. And I remember, like, we had played one show with them, with D- with DTD, like, one of our early shows, and it real, I was, like, geeking out, because I was like, oh, my God, we're playing with the fucking Malcontent Fuck Party. Like, yeah. it was kind of like a little bucket list off the Hell thing, like, yeah. oh, you know, it's only going to go up from here for us, because that was, like, a local, like, like highlight in my like in my life, you know, because Malcontent Party was, yeah. was an important band to me, and... Uh, the guitar player dude was like yo i fucking like you guys were sick and i was like oh shit he likes our band like wow. i have his back like it was so uh, funny you got dude cuz yeah like, exactly the of hardcore. Yeah, yeah exactly i was like yo like i felt so like yo i feel i feel i felt good about what i was doing and then like kept pursuing it more and yeah, yeah those those three bands were like the ones that you know made me like keep going at it and then try to start and you know start a hardcore scene here without with that and we'll like start our version of it you know yeah and but yeah malcontent party is an important band yeah
1: when i started listening to my friend's band like uh that's who i would relate it to like oh it sounds yeah. like malcontent party you know and then like they were having a show for my friend sarah uh, it was her birthday in November of two thousand and one. I mean, November is her birthday, actually. But and they, yeah, yeah, they were having a birthday <laughs> show in in November. I think November second or third. I can't yeah. remember the exact date uh, of two thousand and one. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'll go there." So I made the road trip, you know, just to go watch them play and the party balls in Austin, obviously. And uh, they were a straight edge hardcore band, so I was like the only asshole there drinking beer. But <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and uh, I. Sh- <laughs> Wait, yeah. no, we actually, no, I wasn't drinking beer, dude, because I wasn't even old enough to drink. Oh, shit. And How old were you at this point? I was 20. Okay. So I, I wasn't the, I just imagined I would be because that's all I ever do when I go to yeah. bars and shit. So <laughs> um, I, I show up to the venue, and there's this band opening up for them called the Snobs. The s-
0: Yo, someone mentioned the Snobs today on Twitter. No way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, they were continue. Like
1: 12, 13, 14 year old kids, dude, and they were fucking fire dude yeah they were fucking stupid good yeah yeah, they were like a legit awesome straight-edge hardcore band and it was insanity you know there was people there but people started showing up more and more as the show kept going and then finally when my friend's band goes up uh there was a fuckload of people there and my friend uh they they blew me the Fuck away, man. It, like, it, it was just like a legit, like what you would call a fucking legit, gnarly, nasty, crazy, hardcore show. <laughs>
0: like YouTube shit, like from like, you, you, I, I remember I always YouTube videos and I'm like, look at shows from like the 90s, like from like New York or Boston or like, you know, and just like walking, you just stage diving, singing along, just yeah, like pure energy and like fun. 100% dude, like.
1: of that shit. It was just stage yeah. diving. Wait, so wh- what band was he in? Uh, it was a band called Far From Breaking.
0: Oh, oh my God. <laughs> We, <laughs> I'm laughing because like if you would have said that in the beginning I'm be like oh my god that's so sick and now that you said it like now I'm like oh shit that makes a lot of sense <laughs> yeah. like fuck yeah far dude Far From
1: Breaking man they they really uh, and this is when Far From Breaking after they released their Made My Choice EP which is their first mm. one yeah and uh so there's a lot of people there you know getting rowdy and and like at the t- at that point in in my life i didn't understand hardcore yeah, yeah but after that night i realized like yo i need to get a little i need to get a little bit more balls deep into this because this is yeah, fucking yeah. amazing like I, I i've never experienced a show like that yeah and yeah, i yeah. really wanted to like you know dig a little bit farther into this so i started listening to like hardcore bands like the one that I started off with after uh, Far From Breaking was uh, Minor Threat. You know that's okay, like the yeah, default. definitely that's yeah. Default that, and then uh, did a, did did some shit with Youth Today. And when I say did some shit, I mean I listened to him. Big, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, and then I just started listening to like other people's bands that were recommended by my friend Nate Grace, who is uh, the the guy I told you about, my first fran- out of town friend. Um, and he would just got we ended up being roommates myself, Nate, Ram, and Omar. Uh, we ended up living in a four-bedroom, four-bathroom, uh, college-style yeah. setup, and it was cool. We're, like, the central nervous system station for, like, <laughs> hardcore. Like, everybody would come to our apartment to, like, chill touring bands, like, spend the night and shit. And Yo,
0: was that one thing you tweeted about, like, Desperate Measures, you and the singer ran from the cops or some shit? Or am I, I might have that wrong. Was it Desperate Measures? Yes, it was Desperate yeah, okay, Measures. Okay,
1: okay. The, their lead singer, first off, I will preface this by saying, Ryan <laughs> of the Desperate Measures, the lead singer, Ryan Desperate Measures, is a cheese kiao, dude. <laughs> that, that dude is fucking cheese kiow. as fuck. Holy shit! I've never met a more cheese kiow dude. You could be walking down the street with his dude, and if he sees a window that he likes, he wants to break it. Oh, no. <laughs> if he sees a guy that they're straight, straight edge fun he wants too, to right? Huh?
0: They're straight as feds. Straight as fuck.
1: <laughs> i've shit. never met a, a more you know anti-drug Intense. yeah <laughs> and alcohol dude that just wanted to wreak havoc in every in oh every my sentence. god so when desperate measures would hang out with far from breaking like they would make the inner desperate measures come out of the far from breaking dude so they'd want to break <laughs> shit too yeah. they'd want to like you know steal things and, yeah and start fights and, and break shit um I mean, just get real nasty. Ne- 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 but that was back then. Yeah, of course. I'm pretty sure Ryan's a you know. Yeah, different person now. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we're all kids at one point, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. But man, he w- It was after Far From Breaking's last show ever. W- that was the last show they were played. I think it was January 18th, 18th thousand and four. Oh, yeah, we were at at Sin Thirteen, and uh, that's where the show was at, and then. Uh, it was amazing. If you ever have a chance, y'all should check out that last show ever. It's, it's on, on YouTube. YouTube. It's all up on YouTube. Yeah. It was fucking insanity. I think Mental played. I think Righteous James played. Oh, Jams my God, played, dude. Uh, which I think were the same same dudes. Uh, I think some, some mm. of the dudes from, from Mental were in Righteous James yeah, They were like,
0: well, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I d- I'm not too sure. Like on like who was in Menzel, but I mean they were both from Boston, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Boston yeah. hardcore. Yeah. Uh,
1: who else was there? Uh, Desperate Measures obviously was there. There was this local band from San Antonio playing. I think they were called Today We Prevail. Yeah,
0: that was Bitter End. That was pre Bitter End. Oh, okay. That, yeah, yeah. That's wow. That's fucking amazing. I'm like yeah. geeking out right now <laughs> <laughs> as you're talking about yeah, this. Yeah,
1: man. It was a fucking insane god damn show's the last time i ever staged out dove. Yeah. it was the last time i ever did that so it's you know I, it's cool that i got it documented on youtube um and uh so that show is over we went back to austin and we met up at this place next to where my friends lived because at this point i wasn't living in austin anymore mm-hmm. um we met up at taco uh no taco cabana yeah and, yeah uh, we were just hanging out. Picked up. We ate some food there, I think. And then, as we were leaving, we were having a conversation in the parking lot, mm-hmm. and there was a taxi cab driver that was, I guess, trying to back out of his parking space. And then he comes out and says, sh- "Like he says, sh- like move the fuck out of the way, like to <laughs> one <laughs> of us, okay, and or to all of us, maybe, yeah, yeah. and that." One of us was Ryan Desper Measures. He's part of that group. Oh, no. And like I said, the dude is Chi Skiao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he was just like, huh? He's like, what? Huh? What? Let's do this. And then he goes up to the fucking taxi cab driver and he's like, what the fuck, motherfucker? Fuck you! And he starts oh, telling him no. off, and then he spits on him like a savage. Oh my gosh! <laughs> just like, oh, then my you're like gosh.
0: associated with that. Like you're like next to him, or yeah?
1: Well, we we're, 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 were part of that little group. Okay, yeah, like yeah. A yeah. A, and, and Ryan is always just looking for trouble. Okay? And in this case, <laughs> this guy just straight up, like, calls him out. So yeah. it's just like, oh, my God, I just hit the jackpot. Oh so he goes no. up to the dude. He's like, I've been prayed for a fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this morning, I, been, I woke up praying for a fight. been waiting for this moment <laughs> since he became Chiskyo. Yeah. And then he goes up to the dude, and he just starts talking shit to him. And then he spits on him. And he tells him one last fuck you motherfuckers. And then yeah, just yeah. get, I think he might've even slugged him. I think, Oh shit. I, I could be remembering wrong. But okay, okay, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> uh, so, and then he gets in his tour van with the, the rest of his dudes. And then he leaves, gets on i 35 and I've never seen him again since, but the taxi cab driver thought he was with me. So the cat taxi cab driver started following me around a couple blocks. And, uh, finally came to the side and started saying shit like, Oh, I'm going to call the cops. I don't know what I'm like, yo, if anybody in here uh, is a guy that spit on you, then, then, you know, whatever, but I'm gonna call the cops on you because you're following me around like a creep. Yeah. yeah. And so that ended, I think, I don't remember it too. Um, but yeah, man, it was crazy. <laughs> oh, that kid shit. was nuts, man.
0: Have you, have you spoken to him ever since then, or that was the last Ryan, you ever saw him? Measures, yeah.
1: Uh, well, yeah, that was the last time I ever saw him. I, I would never really talk to him uh, oh, to okay. begin with, but every time he would come to Austin, he would uh, sleep at our apartment or at one. That of was like the only
0: times you guys really kicked it yeah oh, that's cool yeah, but that's like adds such a mystique to his character that was, and that's the last cyber song
1: <laughs> yeah dude and i think he was like a middle school teacher like oh no a middle sh- school
0: history teacher <laughs> so like at the time <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's uh like it's like can i wall out while he's on tour like he just <laughs> so he just let it all out yeah
1: man it, finally somebody gave him a re- reason to like Throw chingazos and... Gotcha.
0: He didn't throw chingazos. So, and it. then... Um, so, you are there in Austin for a while. Like, um, were you there? Like, when he you, like, far from breaking? Like, some of the dudes, like, started Iron Age or... No,
1: I was already living back. Oh, uh, yeah, I already moved back? RGV. Oh, but, okay. uh it was... It was Wade Allison of this band called Steal Everything. mm mm-hmm. uh, That band was real cool. Real short-lived, but really awesome. Uh, he got together with Jason Tarpey and... and uh, you know, started this Iron Age project, which is fucking killer, man. My God,
0: dude. Yo, that that's like already like a s- hardcore staple. Like, that, like when I remember, because there's a point where Adam moved to Austin, like in 06. It might When did you move back? Like around that time or what? No, I moved in. Oh, I moved back in uh, September of 2004. Oh, okay, okay. Wait. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, it must have been 05 well, when Adam moved. Cause I,
1: I moved back in 03, but I moved I moved back to the RGV in 2003, but I moved back in 04 after that last show ever. Okay, for, okay. And then I lived there for like another almost a year. You know,
0: I think it's funny because I think like you and Adam, like when you're moving back here, Adam moved to Austin. Because uh, I think it was like around like like early 05. He moved over there, late oh, 05. Because it, it, uh, I remember he told me that he saw Iron Age, one of Iron Age's first shows. Wow. And he, I remember he bought a tape. And it was like their their first demo tape, and then I remember like when he came to visit. Uh, I think it was like for the holidays, he gave me he gave me the Iron Age tape, and I still got it. And I remember wow, I checked cool. on eBay. That shit was like eighty bucks online, like on eBay. You're going to that Iron Age show, right? Oh it's yeah, me. yeah, dude. Definitely. Uh, I'm gonna try
1: to go too. Um, fuck, man, we'll hang out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I haven't seen Jason Tarpy and Wade, especially like in years. But Wade's, you know, Wade's one of he's a cool dude, man. He was always really nice. Yeah. So was Jason, man. Those yeah. those two dudes are fucking cool. We would hang out quite a bit, like when I lived in Austin, and they they would always show me nothing but like, you know, kindness. And they were just like cool dudes, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, I, I would drink beers with Wade Allison, Jason Tarpy at the time was Straight Edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that guy was just like, uh, you know, he was cool. He didn't give, he didn't give a fuck if you drank beer, but like he was just a straight edge dude. He didn't. I That's think now he parties balls though.
0: Thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then like you moved back and then uh I lost the whole timeline of this whole thing. Oh <laughs> four? Uh so you moved back and then uh shit. This is what happens when you day drink and <laughs> record a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Talking about world man. <laughs> Always day drinking. But um mm. did you ever live in Corpus or anything? Never told Corpus. Me, okay, but you said that you you saw the Selena, like that we were talking about this earlier, About, about but who? the Selena thing. Oh,
1: yeah, yes. Which yes. I
0: found really interesting. Like, yo, I need to mention this at one point, which is now. <laughs> okay, this is a
1: great, is a great thing to t- touch up on a little bit. Um, well, I didn't live in Corpus. I went on a field trip in eighth grade, uh, with my eighth grade class to go to the what is it called that the the the, the aquarium one? Aquarium. Or? Okay, yeah, and yeah, yeah. This big old naval ship.
0: Oh yeah 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 the I know you're. I know exactly what you're talking but about. I just don't know the name. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like I think that's what it's called. Yeah,
1: we went to that naval ship <clears> to <throat> go do some sh- like crazy sightseeing or whatever. But like, I remember we were on our bus. We had a charter bus. It was cool, and we we're chilling. And then all of a sudden, one of my classmates, her name is Gina. She says, "Like, oh my god, you know, check it out. Like, it looks like somebody just got, you know, it looks like somebody just got killed." Or something she says yeah. something like that and she points out of our out of our bus and towards this hotel that's just full of fucking cops it's just yeah. surrounded by cops it just sounds like it looks like a scene went down yeah 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 next thing you know about an hour or two later another uh classmate of mine his name's eliazar yeah he was like yo just heard on the radio that selena uh just died because back then we would wear like Walkman things. That oh yeah, pick definitely. Up radios yeah, signals. yeah. The,
0: the the cassette players and yeah, shit. This yeah, this yeah. is
1: a different time. There's no internet. Dude, can you time. imagine Zero though? Internet. Like
0: if, let's just say, like the internet was available at that time, and like, wow, yo, you can you imagine that. Like you would have found out instantly. You would have been no. You would have known. Like yo, that it's like that's happening if right now. If today's technology was yeah. what was
1: going down in, I think 1995. Oh my god, like that. If today's technology yeah. was present 95. Dude, that shit would have gotten real. Yeah, uh, we would ought, we would have all found out basically at the same time, and we would have all confirmed it at the same time too. Because there's always that fact check. Like, is this? Yeah, hoax definitely. Thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the radio was reporting this, so it wasn't a hoax. You know, back then, yeah. well, Back then, you would believe anything the media tells you. Oh, yeah. Back yeah. then, it w- if the media said it, then that's w- that's 100% gospel, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is sad. I mean, think about like the times, how dark things. How much were back shit then. people
0: got away with? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah.
1: Uh, but, you know, in this case, it, they were, you know, announcing her death. And my friend Eliazar uh, told us and we we're like, whoa, that's fucking weird. But we didn't put the two and two together oh, okay. until finally got home later that evening, put on the news. And on the news, they were showing the scene that we passed by. Oh, uh, my in our bus, God. And I was just like, oh, my fucking God, this is nuts, man. Like. I was sad. Rest in peace, Selena. Yeah, she, um, yeah, for She was for a motherfucker, sure. dude. And the whole music yeah. scene and the text music scene, uh, especially South Texas, a lot of us were influenced by her. So that's kind of sad, you know? Yeah.
0: So that's just um, that's just crazy, man. Like, yeah, I can't believe that you passed by that, like, and you're like, did it, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah,
1: that was a very uh, historic I'm shook. Moment. Like, it's <laughs> like I'm his- shook just hearing the story. Like, Fuck yeah man and like like i said like we we were cruising by we didn't think anything of it we yeah. just thought that people were being knuckleheads which was the case but we didn't know it had yeah anything to do with selena yo um
0: is another story involving yolanda Saldivar. see okay so um my friend andre told me that um his own you know, it's one of those you know what i that i'm thinking about it it's like i don't know how true it is <laughs> It's probably because, really true, actually. Because it's you know it's always those stories like well a friend of mine's cousins uncle like, I just realized it's one of those stories. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like I don't know how true it is, but I like to think it's still true. Uh, my friend Andre told me that his uncle like uh, he was in San Antonio and then he went to a bar like and there was like at the Tejano bar or whatever. And then he met a met like this woman. I mean he's like an older guy and then like so. Can I
1: have another Rolling Rock, Miss? Thank you.
0: And then uh, he met uh, this lady there, or this woman, and he danced with her or whatever, and turned out it was Yolanda Salivar. Yo, he danced with the devil, like herself. Wow.
1: <laughs> wow, when you when you say it like that, when you say it
0: like That's that. That's like the hardest statement ever, like, she's yo, I danced with the trash, devil. She <laughs> is a piece
1: of trash, man. She is a piece of trash, man. Okay, there's
0: like this... Terrible joke that me and my friend Adrian said, and I'm probably gonna get shit for this. So I don't care. Let's do it. Every time we would like describe a shitty person, like 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 this is like, uh okay. Have you ever seen Chappelle show? The a. Chappelle show. Uh yeah, yeah. Oh, they had the player haters ball, and they come up with like the like the craziest zings that are like you know like craziest way to insult the other person. Sure, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> me and Adrian, like we there was someone that we didn't like downtown. We saw someone, and we were like, man, that person's so shitty. I'm pretty sure he's. Uh, pretty sure he's related to Yolanda. Yolanda oh, that's a
1: that's a low <laughs> blow. I would not want anything to do. I can't believe I've said her name this many times in one day. Yeah, no shit. So whatever. I'm spending too much energy on this piece of trash. On this devil. How dare she?
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't even. I forgot. We're gonna. Seg- I was gonna segue into current now. So what? Are, what are you up to now with your music projects or what? Uh,
1: just, you know, I'm. I'm just playing shows solo. I'm about to start. Or Actually, I just we just had our first practice a couple of days ago, my mm-hmm. full band. is basically b- going to be a full band version of the songs that I'm writing, plus a couple of other songs that I've never played live. Uh, we're going to be called the Fairweather Girlfriends. Um, I'm in that band with uh, Hector HD of Pazuzu. He's mm-hmm. our drummer.
0: Um, Yo, that band's so good. Yeah, they're cool. Best,
1: yes, they're fucking fantastic. I, I love them uh, dearly. And yeah, so Hector, he's going to be our drummer, so I'm, I'm really stoked to work with him. He, he's... I didn't know he knew how to drum. He's actually really good at it. So mm. I, I'm done with that. A- and then uh, Eric flies our bassist, and we're three three piece.
0: Oh, that's cool. Eric on bass, of course. Yeah, Eric, yeah. Eric's bass. Uh, I'm getting a little buzzed. I'm having fun. <laughs> it's <the> daytime. <laughs> Yo, um, so when you rec- you you have an EP out on Bandcamp, right? I have two EPs. Two EPs. Yeah. With the the most recent one that one's what what is it called the zero 0100 EP yeah okay I didn't know what it was called I was like 0100 <laughs> <laughs> Z- I don't
1: 100 like math I don't zero like zero numbers zero zero one hundred <laughs> so I was ten like ten
0: fuck ten. Matrix yeah. <laughs> like in background. so what, what's the what's what's story behind the name right
1: I was hoping you wouldn't ask that but <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> I actually wasn't but now that like I read it and it like it fucked with my mind I was like I kind of need to know now just to let it out <laughs>
1: Fantastic. Uh, it's it's um, the name of the EP is zero one hundred one one zero 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 one hundred ten ten. And that's just a binary code for the initials of, of the person who inspired the album. I don't want to be like outwardly out about it because I know that like in the future. Yeah. Like, whoa, Actually, this is the
0: future. Dad, this is the Back to the Future yeah, shit. we right we we've, we've completely. If, <laughs> if I just see like another you outside the window right now, like you got in a time machine to is. try to stop this podcast, there he is you can shoot me outside. We two <laughs> minutes late on your time machine game,
1: homie. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, that that is that's what it was about, and yeah, uh, yeah. I coded it in binary because. Uh, we would get to a point such as this one where we're both completely moved on from it. But uh-huh. at the same time, it's like, wow, th- this EP was inspired by one human being. So, like... Uh, no, I feel, I feel I kind of, how,
0: how do I give credit without, like, being outward about Wait, it? So, like... It wasn't like a... I don't know how to say it. Like, it wasn't, like, a good inspiration. <laughs> like, was well, it, like, beside of, like... It was a good I'm ins- bummed, and I wrote this about... This person, or there,
1: there's some, uh, there's some b- maybe like one happy song there. Okay, uh, I think I don't remember, um, but I mean it wasn't a bummer. It was it was a good experience overall. Okay. Like you know you learn. So it was
0: like a kind of like I don't know how to explain this. Like it was like in a good shout out or a bad shout it out. It was
1: definitely a good shout out. Okay, cool. Um, cool it cool, was definitely cool. a good shout. It was like out. a
0: sweet, like endearing type of thing.
1: Yeah, it's like yo cuz she's she's since moved on and okay. I don't want to intrude in any sort of happiness oh, that I comes feel her you. way. So uh and and like we have we've, we've moved on as like in a in a very distant friendship in a mutual oh, okay. respectful way. So that's that's fucking cool. Uh, but at the same time I did not want to like be so blatant about it or anything. Yeah, I could have named yeah. it after her first name, which her she's got a dope first name. Uh, I could have done I'm that, s- but you, can,
0: you can tell me r- after, because I <laughs> yeah. really want to know what the name is. Like when you add something like that. I want to know. <laughs>
1: uh, I'll let you know, yeah. Uh, can I get uh, a... And by Landshark, what? he means a mini-picture of Landshark. Oh, yeah, mini-picture, yeah,
0: yeah. Um
1: well, Sorry, you know man, what? So I was I telling I our, our people, not not you. I'm <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I don't... um I, I understand where you're coming from with that, because I remember... I told myself I, w- I was, I was, I was never gonna talk about this like on the podcast. But since you brought this up it's and it's really it. rela- relatable, I named a song after uh, the street like a girl lives on uh, that I wrote a song about. It hurts. She like she like ruined my life. Well, I mean, I I ruined my own life too. So like, <laughs> yeah. it's not completely her own f- her fault. Sure. <laughs> so, but I I named it after um, the street she lived on, like a psycho, and. Uh <laughs> Psycho. Yeah. And then um oh. You have the Oh, you actually got
1: oh, today's groundhog's day, huh? Fuck. Wait, today's groundhog? Day? Yeah, look at that that dude on TV. It's actually not a dude, it's a groundhog.
0: Yo, no wonder they're giving the movie on TV today. Oh. Bill oh yeah, yeah so Murray. Anyway, yeah, I named the song after the street she lived on and then uh I was at a party with Boncho and then we meet some dude there that like I've never met in my life, whatever. And then he's like yo, yeah, like, I live on this street, like, over there, like, whatever, and, was, like, in Mission, which is, like, where she lives. Was, like, oh, because well, he was talking about, like, how a bunch, because, like, where she lived was, like, right by the border, right? And apparently he lived on that same street. I didn't know. And he's like, oh, what street do you live on? He's like, oh, I live on Ojo <laughs> de And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I got so, like, oh, my gosh. like it's So creepy, man. Yeah, I, I, I got creeped out, and I was like, I'm never going to mention this ever again until now. So. <laughs> yes, but I yeah. got it out of him.
1: Hell yeah, dude. I'm here drinking beer, about to teach some jujitsu jitsu later. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So
0: when did you get into jiu-jitsu and all that?
1: Um, I got like, th- what what it put
0: you on and, Like, it and made you want to train it?
1: Well, I was. I guess I was a fan of the UFC before that. You know, I was mm. kind of a big fan of it. And about a year before I started training in 2008, December of 2007, to be exact, uh, two of my best friends started training jiu-jitsu, so... Uh, they started just kind of like telling me, like, yo, man, you should fucking come do it. And I was always like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool story. I'll do it someday soon. I'm just saving money for a wedding, which is true. I was going to get yeah, married yeah, that yeah. year. And then after I got married, like, there was no excuse anymore. And uh, so on November 2nd, my friend Adam Cam- Adam Steve Cameron Steve Cameron, uh, and Berto Mancha, they dragged me to my first jiu-jitsu class ever. Mm-hmm. And I've been hooked ever since, man. It's just something I cannot uh, stop doing. It's, it's not something I'll ever stop doing, to be to like, to like be clear. Um, and it's the number one love of my life. I love jiu-jitsu more than anything yeah. in the world, more than, like, my family, more than... Uh, my family's dope, by the way. I fucking love them to death. But yeah, yeah. fuck, dude, like, if I don't do jiu-jitsu, jitsu i probably die real quick because I like to eat like a pig and, like, <coughs> uh, you know, health complications, you know, but... Will will come up from eating like a piece of shit, but like yeah, yeah. I do jiu-jitsu, I could eat all I want and I'm cool. Like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I can Absolutely. drink like a savage. I can do anything I want as long as I'm. I have those moments in which I get to experience presence uh, through through the through the vessel of jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cool. I, I get to. It's fun. I get to hang out with my friends and try to choke each other the fuck out or bring yeah, each other's yeah, yeah. arms or legs or whatever. It's yeah, it's just something I geek out on hard. Yeah, that's
0: awesome, man. So it's been like what? Uh, how many years again? Uh,
1: day which is February the second, yeah, marks November, December, January, February, three months, uh, seven years and three months.
0: You know what? You know what I love about you? You're real specific on dates, which I'm about. Like I remember dates from shows from like 2006 oh, okay. or or 2008. Like that i promoted so hard that they got ingrained in my fucking head like yeah, I fucking <laughs> i'm love all about dates I like fucking remembering dates dude, love remembering dates, dude. <laughs> i love freaking people because it, it adds significance to a certain date yeah. like and you'll remember that forever and a lot of people are like oh that's just another day it's like no you don't understand what happened on this day on this year like yeah some cool shit happened like
1: i fucking i've always been like a real dork with dates as well mm-hmm. um I remember when back when I was when I had no life and no internet. It was 1997, 96, yeah. 96. Back then I was huge into baseball. I I played baseball for 21 years and I was a huge fan of the Houston Astros back then and like
0: Ryan Sandberg was he in the. What, did no, you play for he, them? He was with the Cubs close. Cubs. Oh, okay, my bad. So in
1: 1996, I memorized the entire Houston Astros schedule and final scores and methods and how that shit Oh, shit. Sure. is had nothing better to do than to. Yo, you
0: could have been playing like. You could have created like. Wait, fantasy baseball did it exist at that time or not? Say what? Fan- did fantasy baseball exist at that time or not, not yet? Not even internet. Damn, you yeah. would have been on fire like if you would have played that. But yeah, like, but th- you would have put money on it. I you was probably would have been. Re- I was like what? Yeah.
1: 15 years old. I was 15 years old. So, so you knew all about all
0: these stats and shit. Everything. Dude. Wow. Because I had nothing
1: else better to do. Yeah. Than to Geek out on this shit. You know, it was, it was, it was gnarly. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, man, there was like a, you know, baseball always have like a. I don't know. I guess a soft spot in my heart. Although yeah, yeah. I don't fuck with it anymore. I don't watch it. I don't play it. Yeah, you just don't I care don't or give a fuck about it. Yeah. If there's no fist fights involved, like. <laughs> and you can say like, "Oh, sometimes baseballs have fights." No, they don't. There's oh. just a bunch of fucking dudes just swinging their arms. They have no idea what a fight really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You're um, just waiting for their team to pull them back.
1: Yeah, there, it's, <laughs> I've, there's only been one guy I've ever seen get fucking beat the fuck up in a baseball game, and that was fucking Nolan Ryan putting the beat down on Robin Ventura.
0: Was it all on Ryan dude I got yes. Ryan Sandberg confused with?
1: I think you might have gotten him because Okay. What, what did he got him in the headlock? He got him and in the freaking like grand granddaddy headlock that, that <laughs> fucking s- the school showed dude. him a lesson yeah, and he shit? G- showed him a fucking <laughs> lesson, dude. It was a freaking uniform was covered in blood. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I want baseball fights to end in blood. Yeah. If there's no blood, no, there's not a fight. Sorry. And
0: uh, a Texas dude had to show him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man.
0: You, where do you teach jujitsu at? Just in case anyone might be interested in checking yeah, well, it out, yeah, and because uh, some people might be intimidated to even like check it out or even try it out, because like a lot of people have this perception, it might be like a like a bro thing, but like anyone c- can get into it, because it's like, you know, you, you learn a lot about yourself about like what you're capable of doing, and like when you're put in a situation where you need to like get out of right.
1: Yeah, that that's very important thing. You hit it right in the head when you said you learn a lot about yourself. Because in fighting, it's not about, you know, it's more about what you are capable of pushing yourself through.
0: Exactly. Than yeah, the yeah.
1: actual techniques. Of course, y- you could train techniques all day. But if you're mentally weak, me- you're, you're just going to get mollywopped, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like in, in training jujitsu, you build up all these different like aspects of yourself. And one of them is a the technical part. You have to have technique. You know, but once you have the technique, it's just that belief system in yourself. And you you don't know what you're capable of until you push yourself to that maximum or breaking your own barriers. Yeah. 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 That's a very important part. And yeah, I get that. Like when you first go into jujitsu class for the first time and and this was me big time, uh, I was always scared to death for like the first several months for the first year, probably. Yeah. scared to death driving through this jiu-jitsu class with all this adrenaline but you know you get there I would always get there every single day day in day out regardless of how scared I was I felt the love in the room because it's just full of love really. yeah There's nobody there really. like everyone's everyone's helping each other Nobody's out trying yeah. to be a fucking superhero there and if they're trying to be a superhero there have them roll with me I'll fucking straighten them out obviously if they're trying to be a superhero they're new to the game too and they just you know, it's whatever. They're trying to flex for no reason, flex, for their own ego. Yeah. Like, you know, cool. Tr- uh, roll with one of our experienced dudes, and we'll, yeah. we'll squash that real quick. will like, humble him <laughs> yeah, <real quick. laughs> instantly, yeah. Yeah, uh, gym gym room bullies, man. Like, nah, fuck that. Um, so uh, if anybody ever wants to try it, you know, I, I train at Presta Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in McAllen. That's where I train at. That's where mm-hmm. my black belt's at. I have two black belts. Uh, romeo rodriguez brenda rodriguez her husband and wife brenda shout out to her she just got her black belt recently uh she's put in like what 10 years in in the game damn she's a fucking savage she's the only she's one of two people that can choke me out because i've developed some high level choke defense yeah yeah, she's one of those that will she'll she'll get the job done she'll do it very meticulously and i'm just like fuck dude like how, how how are you still choking me this is weird yeah, uh, yeah. At, I I teach at Alamo Combat Academy, which is a, an affiliate from Pressa. We're we're under the same umbrella, so okay. So, uh, yeah, we're we're in Alamo Combat Academy in Alamo, Texas. Uh, that's where I teach at. If anybody wants to, you know, learn some jiu-jitsu, hit me up on Twitter
0: or wherever the fuck. Yeah. I, I had this idea, and let me know what you think I'm about down. it. Just just maybe like we'll do like a, like a little workshop maybe once every couple months or like you know and maybe it'll get people interested we have you a couple other people that train uh jiu-jitsu surge trains. yeah yeah uh, yeah uh, people trains. within the scene that's what i'm doing yeah. like trying to say like people like within the scene um we 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 uh have brazilian jiu-jitsu against the alt right no, Every Friday, know.
1: I'll be teaching an alt-right, <laughs> an anti-alt-right fight an class. Anti-alt-right, so if y'all yeah. There you go. Fucking dismember an alt-right person. Just, just, person, fucking, yeah, We'll joke about. I'm starting tonight, a day early <laughs> Thursday. I just
0: inspired the fuck <laughs> out of you with that idea.
1: Yeah, we'll go hard on them, motherfuckers. Uh, but yeah, man, if anybody wants to learn, we could... Dude, I'm down. I'm down for an <laughs> alt, anti-alt-right, like... Like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class. Yeah. Just in case something happens. If you got an alt-right friend, bring him over. Just, just <laughs> we'll bring use him as em. an example. <laughs> please bring him. We'll hang out with that dude. Please. <laughs> please.
0: <laughs> When's the next thing you're going to... Dr- uh, any new music you're going to drop, like... Like coming up or Yeah,
1: um, I'm supposed to be getting in the studio soon. I've been meaning to do this for the last couple of months. I've just been, you know, dealing with certain personal things, but all yeah, that's yeah. over and done with. Uh, I'm gonna be getting in the studio with this dude named Fezzi Harper, who's a fucking legend as fuck. Um, he's the resident engineer producer for Boom Bat Masterpiece, which is a mm-hmm. which is a predominantly or basically a dominantly hip hop label. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They want to release my next EP, Mm -hmm. uh, which is fucking cool. You know, we share a lot of the the same love and a lot of the same work ethic. Those guys are just fucking workhorses. And it's just like a huge honor to be associated with them and to be like the only non-hip-hop act that they want to put out uh, that they have so far. um, That's very, you know, it's really cool because, you know, I respect everything that they do. And for them to, like, associate me with with what they're doing, that's fucking... Huge that's cool, love. man. They're taking
0: a chance on you and shit. Yeah, like, man. That's the thing, like it's tight when people know like like see that someone's genuine and like about it purely about the music, you know.
1: Yeah, shout out to Evolve. Uh, he's a local MC here. Well he's local. He plays a lot of out of town shows like mm-hmm. a motherfucker. I think his next show's in Colorado. He he's constantly like playing shows with uh, the renowned who's who of hip hop. Yeah. Uh, he, he plays with like a mortal technique and shit. Oh, shit. Like, he plays those shows. Wi- yeah. Like, you know, when he's out on the road, he plays these huge events. So, it's cool for somebody of his caliber to, to you know, take notice and to actually have like a genuine interest. He comes to my yeah, show yeah. sometimes. Every time I see him, I get all. Like oh shit the boss is here you know, <laughs> but he's a cool, that's cool dude man. man he's such a fucking awesome. dope ass dude he's a he's a got a strong work ethic that's uh, just inspiring so
0: that's awesome yeah. man so when you want to wrap it up now I uh, need last words or shout-outs or anything you want to uh, say just a
1: shout out to BoomBap masterpiece and a shout out to anybody that's uh, that's that's uh, bringing anything or contributing anything to the creative community and i don't just mean people that are creating i mean people that are uh, also appreciate appreciating those creations uh, because it's create it's it's adding to this whole scene sorry guys i'm i'm drunk uh it's it's adding to the whole scene you know everybody that takes part in it regardless in what capacity you're adding to the scene and it's growing and i fucking love that so shout out to you guys shout out to everybody
0: this a thanks to ruben for uh having the time to record that episode um it was pretty fun so next week i have another episode coming up um just go ahead and uh, subscribe like always or uh, leave a review on itunes and all that good shit all right later